Welcome to Lions Radio Network, where the show takes you on a roaring adventure with entertaining and stimulating topics focusing on entertainment, sports, business, world news, along with many other topics. Whatever your interests are, you will find them right here on Lions Radio Network. Hello, Edith. Did you hear? There's a new party line. Come join the party line with your host, Gina Renee and Donna Lyons. You pick the topic, they talk, you join in. It's that simple. Grab your coffee, dial your phone, and let's get the party line buzzing. and listeners this is the party line the radio show with random co-hosts random topics where anyone can join in and partake in the discussion we want you to laugh and enjoy your time away from the fake news media let's be real it's getting to be too much so here we are to give you a break from all the bs and television radio and social media who are we well i'm the host donna lyons coming to you live from washington dc and our other host is gina renee all the way on the west coast in northern california and our story is that we are best friends, but polar opposites, kind of like country girl meets city girl. But that's why our friendship works. <laughs> right, Gina? Oh, my God. We is balance, that not the truth? We balance each other and we laugh more than you know. And who are our co-hosts? It's all of you. Our radio show is every Monday morning right here on the Lions Radio Network. So grab your coffee, relax, and let's get the party line buzzing. If you feel like joining in today, I know a lot of people said, Oh, I might not have a story to tell, so I'll be listening, but I'm not calling in. Get your butts on the phone, 646-668-8494, and give us a call. So, Gina, do you have your coffee? I do. I actually do. I was thinking, oh, I need to, like, put a coffee pot in here so I don't have to, like, put you on hold (laughs) 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 to go get some more coffee. Uh, I have mine. (laughs) I know, right? It's like, oh, and it's snowing here. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Starting to kind of get springish here on the East Coast, but you know, it goes back and forth. We had one day of snow, and then like two days later, it was 70 degrees. It's just bizarre. Yeah, we went through a heat spell last week, too. We were all on our shores. We were all planting flowers. We were getting our gardens ready, and then today it all froze. (laughs) 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 You know, my husband said that. He said, I wouldn't touch it till May. And I said, oh, my gosh, it's been hotter than heck for the last two weeks. I'm doing it. And he's all, okay. He was right. I hate that. (laughs) I hate that. (laughs) Oh, my God. So I I wanted to let knows and our co-host in case you decide to call in um that the show today is have you ever said so you know the old saying insert foot in mouth well all of us have done it one time or another with me i sometimes i felt more like insert my whole leg because <laughs> 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 i have done it a few times or are you one of those people who have thoughts in your head and you get so bored that those thoughts decided to take a stroll right out of your mouth or Maybe you're the person who says to a patient on the emergency room floor, hey, how's it going? (laughs) (laughs) Was there a time when someone looked at you and said, I love the sound you make when you shut up? Have you ever felt (laughs) you should have been giving the Insert Foot and Mouth Award? Well, call in and tell us your stories. 646-668-8494. Gina, do you have one of those stories? You know, I probably, I do actually, I have stories, I'm sure, where I've said a lot of things, but I have two stories, <clears throat> excuse me, that I think about all the time, and I love them. One was my grandfather, and I was, I'm not kidding, I was probably like nine years old, and my grandfather and me and my grandmother went to go visit like one of his tenants. He used to have, you know, rental houses, and so once a month, we would drive by, and he would collect the rent, and so, but there was this one woman that we couldn't stand her. She just would never shut up. Like you'd go into the house and she just, you couldn't even say hello, but you know what I'm talking about? Like those people. 
Yeah, one you never ask, how are you? Because then she never shuts up. Yeah, she just <laughs> or how the clock, I've been or accused of that. <laughs> yeah, or you ask what time it is and she tells you how the clock is made, one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah. And so my grandmother is standing there and she's going on and on and on and on. And for about five minutes, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, how do I get out of here? I mean, I just wanted to get out of there. And right then, I'm not kidding, my grandfather looks at my grandmother and says, Katie, I'm out of here. You come back when you have nothing better to do with your life, but I'm, I have something to do with my life right now, and the last thing I want to do is listen to this woman talk for the next 25 minutes because she never has anything to say. And the woman's mouth just dropped. Like, I couldn't believe it. My <laughs> grandmother looks at him and says, Jim, did you just say that? And he goes, yes. He goes, in fact, give her free rent. I don't ever want to hear her talk to me again. <laughs> hilarious and he just I looked at him and I said can I go and he goes I would not leave you here come with me and we left my grandmother there and she had to walk home because she wouldn't come so she had to walk like three miles <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was so funny and I remember thinking to myself there were so many times after that that I was with people that I just didn't want to be there or I wanted to tell them to just shut up or I wanted to say something and I'd always think about that moment like, I wanted to say, you know what, I'll come back when I have nothing better to do with my life, but today I do, and, you know, I never had enough courage to do that, but I'm sure we've all felt like that, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I I was thinking about one time that <laughs> there was a save-on drugstore in Huntington Beach, California, right off Brookerson Adams, and I was probably maybe 17 years old, and I went in there, and the checker was in a really crappy mood. And I was thinking, gosh, what am I, you know me, I'm always happy. I I'll just engage in conversation with her. And I said, so, when are you due? And she looked at me and she gives me the dirtiest look and she goes, I'm not pregnant. <laughs> I wanted to run. I wanted to run. I swear to God, I was like bright red. She handed me the thing and I avoided her the rest of my days going into that Save on Drugstore. Forever. And I learned a lesson, though, a valuable lesson. And since that day, which is like 40 some years ago, <laughs> I have never asked anyone when they're due ever. I, I wait till it either comes up in conversation or they say, oh, I, you know, I'm doing such and such. Then they open the you know, they open the door for you to have that conversation. But I will never ask anyone ever again because it mortified me. But we do have <laughs> one of our co-hosts is on. I'm so excited. Hang on. Okay. And I know who it is. Hello, co-host Amanda Swenson. <laughs> Hello. How are you? It's Bats, by the way. I did get married, but yes. I know. I know. But I, I, it's, it's the name I know you by, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. The same. So, so you need to tell us some stories. I mean, you can talk about Brandy oh. if you want, because I think that's hilarious. <laughs> well, yeah. But first, but first, let me finish taking my... ADHD medication. There we go. <laughs> Which one do you take? I take the creamer, the vanilla creamer in my coffee. That's what I call it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I I can't recall any time I've ever done that. But my my daughter, she has no filter. You know, no filter. She's also ADHD, like her mom, but. It's hilarious because I, I, I've, I, you know, when I take her out, it's a cautionary, you know, exercise <laughs> because I have to remind her now. Remember, no matter what you see or experience, your thoughts don't roll up your brain onto your tongue like a gumball. You just gotta, gotta <laughs> remember that because we've been out where she's commented on people's appearance, truthfully, honestly, and. I've just turned bright red. Like, you can't just say that. Why not? It's <laughs> the truth. And I'm supposed to tell the truth. I guess, but not on, not at every round of the bend, you know. So, but, um, like, uh, my my first time I introduced her to my husband, when we were still just dating, she's in the backseat of the car, and she says, you can't have sex yet. You're not married. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Greg just calmly goes, well, too late for that one. 
Your pull right here is good. I'm getting out. <laughs> you know, or or mom's mom's not ready yet. She's still in the bathroom. You know, I was like, okay, but she'll express exactly what I'm doing in there. I was like, no, and, you know, it's not the image I want to portray before I go out on a date, dear. You know, so you know, it's funny like when you think about kids. Yeah, it's it's funny with kids though. They they don't have a filter and we have to teach them, you know, that that fine line that you just don't cross over and it's hard sometimes because we teach them to tell the truth. And we teach them to be honest, but yet and, and you don't want them to lie either. I think with Brandy, now she's 12, she's also got this sense of wicked humor where she can rely on her gumball brain to tee up and there you go. There you go, Mom. <laughs> Come on. You know better than that. So it's kind of causing a, you know, I, I have to laugh, though, because she's brilliant. But it's, uh, she anyway, is. I she's so intelligent. And share these things and get a little bit back on her. <laughs> but it's, it's entertaining. You'll have to play this back for her later. I will. She's going to go. Mom, you can't do that. I said, well, it is the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Give her a big hug from me. I will. I've got to fly. I've got to go to breakfast with my husband. He's looking at me with, you can't say that. Well, you tell him. Greg, I said hi, too, and we'll um, we'll talk real soon. Love you. Okay. Love you. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Oh, my God. That's so funny and so true about kids. And we have another co-host calling in. So let's see who this is. That looks like a jam. Good morning, co-host. And who are we speaking with? Good morning. This is Jan Moon in Eunice, Louisiana. Hey, Jan. Well, hi, Jan. Hi. Hi. How y'all doing, girls? <laughs> Good. Good. How are you? You have, laughing. Yeah. I'm laughing you at a, your lady right? you were talking to. <laughs> I know, calling out her I poor child. I could do that, too. Oh, my God, yeah. But I had to wait a little while to think of the best thing I could say about what would I ever have not said that I would be regretful of or whatever. And I came up with a whole bunch of them. But I came up with one that I had to share. Me too. Of course, you know, we always have the guy that we wish we had told him that, you know, I really do love you. Don't you love me too? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I really, honestly, I have a lot of those kind of things. But. The best one I could come up with is um, when I met Gina and I came up there to California and stayed with her for three weeks and helped her write a book. And the day that I was supposed to leave, I was praying about it. And I really felt like that the Lord told me that I could stay there if I wanted to. And But it was my choice. And I really wanted to stay. And I didn't say that. And I chose to go home. And I have forever regretted the fact that I didn't jump off that bandwagon and just take a walk on the wild side and see where God was (laughs) taking me on a new path, you know. But I chose to go home to my children, my grandchildren, and be where it was safe. And I've had an adventure, for sure, with Gina all these years being my friend. But uh, I wish I had said, yes, I will stay and see what would have happened. I think that would have been... Something I know else. because I did tell Jan she could stay. Yeah. I mean, I, I was single the, at the time and had my house and was working on Owie and doing some stuff. And, you know, she was ready for a different change. And I remember saying that. And I remember you saying, no, I have to go home and all that kind of. Remember, but you, we always said you were going to come back someday. Like we didn't know yeah. what that looked like. Because I met Jan through Marine Moms Online, Donna. I mean, we just kind of met, um, you know, when our sons joined the Marines. And it was after, um, it was right when I quit my lady. job to uh, to go home and do Owie, right? And yeah. I looked at the phone and called Jan, and that was it. That's how we met, was over a telephone call. And a week later, she flew and spent three weeks with me. So isn't that interesting? I mean, yeah, that's that's a big one. It, it was that amazing is huge. time, you know. Yeah, I just, I wish that I would have done that. I wish I would have said, yes, I will stay here. And go with the adventure and, you know, but, um, I mean, today I would, I would say yes. I, I really believe that. But, um, you know, I wasn't there yet. 
So I have that regret in my life, but I always wondered what it would have been like to see where God would have taken us and what we would have done. And, you know, it's just, I don't know that I could have lived through all the curves and the drop-offs and you guys don't have rails on the side of the highways, you know, <laughs> it's scary in the mountains, you know, and I live in the flatlands of Bayou land, you know, so my yeah, deal is like, me, Jan, you know, that jumps off yeah. every cliff that she sees, yes. she's like, oh, yeah, let's go jump off that cliff. Yeah. So Gina flies without wings and, you know, that's why she's orphaned the wings to everybody now. <laughs> Because we all need wings to fly with her. <laughs> and sometimes oh, that's Jan, not good too. Go back out there. You're gonna have to go yeah, back I out do. and visit. Well, we're planning that, that here. We're gonna plan home, that yeah. soon. Donna, we need to yeah. go to Louisiana and see Jan. Yes, you do. Oh my, oh, God. my God. Yes, you do. Yeah. I'm Are you ready for trouble? A lot of trouble. It's gonna be in my new house, girl. So I'll have plenty of room. And you know I you can know. Work, so I'll be there. Okay. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, we need to do that. Next to the bayou. In the bayou. I, I literally live next to the bayou shot. So, look, you know, you can't go wrong. Come talk to this Cajun girl over here. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can talk with the best of them. And I even talk Cajun. And there's another Marine mom. She called Dee Spencer. Well, you know, she's on Facebook sometimes. And when I talk Cajun, when I write it down, her her little thing, it says, here's the translation. <laughs> so the other day, the, the other day, I, I wrote something to, to somebody else, another Marine mom that we know. And so I wrote something to her. And so Miss D, she wrote to me and she said, you know, my translator, it told me that it was too difficult to translate. (laughs) (laughs) I said, I need to call the translator and tell him how to translate Cajun talk. (laughs) So see, Jan is bilingual. Yes, I am. <laughs> she speaks Cajun. <laughs> I speak Cajun, but don't talk to me in no French. I, I don't know nothing but the bad words in French and a few church words, but that's all. <laughs> I know how to say. I think it's. I think it's trash can. La Corbeil. I know how to say that. Well, when I was in French you, class, I got in trouble all the time. She would make me take out the La Corbeil. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know it's like, Gina, take out that trash. That. I can't believe you just said that. I just can't believe you oh, did that. God. Out you go. I was the oh, trash taker out her. That's the only Mais word I know, La Corbeil. I think that's well, it. Well, tell them. I can take out the trash. <laughs> I used to think, may God they don't. Very important. <laughs> What? When I was What'd little, I thought "may God de don." When I was little, I thought "may God de don" meant a bad word, you know. And so I would go, oh, when people would say that, so I would never say "may God de don," okay, because it was supposed to be a cuss word. I thought. Well, I just learned. I'm 64 years old. Last year, somebody told me it means well. Look at that. <laughs> and all these years, I could have been saying that word. <laughs> so see, that's something else. I wish I would have said "may God de don." actually I wait a minute Jan I gotta tell the story okay so when Jan came to visit me every time she would say something she would go she would say something like oh my I'm gonna cook a a stew tonight or something Jan can cook like nobody I've ever met I just took her to the store we got food and she would cook right but every time she would say something in you know in reference to something she would always say oh my Oh, my. Yes. So finally, about three weeks into it, our, our getting to know each other, I looked at her and I said, Jan. And she said, what? I said, who are the oh, my's? And she said, oh, go, oh my's well, you talk about them all the time. <laughs> I go, you're always talking about the oh, my's. It's oh, my's. Who are they? Like, are they like some big, you know, family in Louisiana? Are they like the president of your little community? Like, who are they? <laughs> And she looked at me and she said, oh, my. Until oh <laughs> the oh, my showed up. So. <laughs> yeah. oh, that was so funny. This whole time I thought she was talking about people and she was just saying, oh, my. But it was such, oh. like, a habit. <laughs> so we always say I got a case of the oh, realized. my. Oh, my. <laughs> well, I'm coming out realize. Well, you do that, girl. I'll be cooking anything you want to eat, shrimp, crawfish, crabs, etouffees, whatever, gumbos, you know, anything, everything. 
Yeah, I have a hard time cook. real food, food too. You have to actually work to eat it. <laughs> oh well, no. I mean, if, 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 it's, if it's boiled, and right now is perfect time to come because it's crawfish season again for the winter. So anyhow, yep, it's it's pretty interesting. Uh, we're having a late crawfish season, I think, right now because uh, we had such hard freezes last month that they disappeared underground, and now they've come back up, and they're nice and fat and juicy. So I don't eat them because I'm allergic, but I will cook them. Oh, awesome. I and love seafood. I really Every do. once in a while she'll eat them and say, oh, I think I had an allergic reaction. I'm like, hello. It happens every yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> Benadryl has become my best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you just got to have what you want, you know, like the guy that I didn't tell him that I loved him. You just want it, you know. (laughs) I know, and if you miss the opportunity, right? Yeah. Miss the opportunity. Yeah, that's a good point to bring up today is that missed opportunities, you know, and that, you know, you just don't want to regret it. So take that chance. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny, as we get yeah. older, it's easier to do that. Gina and I were talking about that. It's, you know, things you say, what we were talking about that, things you say when you get older, because you start mm-hmm. become, you start learning that you don't have to have a filter at a certain age. Right. Like, you're not as cautious. Right. Yeah, you're not as cautious. Yeah. You just say things. And so it's easier as we get older, but it, that's great advice, too the young people to remember, you know, take that chance, you know, it might hurt at the moment if the person yeah. doesn't receive it well, but um, mm-hmm. as long as you're being honest and, and telling them your feelings, yeah. I think it's really important that you do. So you don't have the regret, like you say you have right, right now for that one moment. Yeah. You know, and when my dad died, I wish that I had said to him the last, the last time I saw him, I guess I was so choked up that I knew he was dying but I couldn't say those words I wanted to say to him, you know. And my daughter had the nerve that she, she just she just laid down across his chest and she whispered in his ear. And I was so overcome with the emotions of my dad dying that I couldn't get any words out, you know. And I wish that I had said something more than, I love you, Daddy, you know. Yeah. But I didn't. But, you know, he knew that I was there for all the years I lived next door to them before he got sick and died, but it just, you still have those things that you wish you to just pushed on through and said it anyway, because it makes me feel better if I'd have said it out loud, you know, instead of just. And that's another it. good point when you say when someone's getting ready to pass away or they pass away, regretting not having said something to them. You know, there's a lot of people that are at odds with their parents. And right. after that parent, and they don't talk to them or have anything to do with them, and, yeah. and rightfully so at some point. But I will tell you this, that one of the things my dad said to me is that after his dad, father passed away, he regretted not having reached out and trying to have a better relationship with him. And he, that's one thing I will never forget is that even if you're at odds with them, make amends because right. it's, it's important. You, you will it feel is. it the rest of your life if you don't. So making yeah. men doesn't mean you forgive someone for their actions. It's just saying, hey, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. or you forgive them, but you don't forget. That's the way to put it. Yeah. Well, and, no, uh, but, uh, so you were lucky that at least you were there. Thank God, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I had a good relationship with him, so I was thankful for that. And Oh, absolutely. So it's absolutely. been, you know, but you do, every once in a while, I just go, God, if I would have just said, if I would have just said, you know. So I'm yeah. trying to remember now that I'm a grown-up <laughs> and that I can say things, you know, but I spent you know a lot what you of just years exactly. <laughs> Well, you guys just reminded me, I showed Roland one time, we started laughing about 15 years ago or whenever I moved down, in 2007, before I moved away to go down south, I sat down and I wrote all my friends' letters. I think, Jan, you have one too. Just everybody that I loved and stuff like that. And I showed my kids, I had a stack of them. Like, there's probably like 60 or 70 letters in there. And I told my kids, okay, if I ever pass away, I want you to hand out these letters to my friends because I want them to know. Oh, my God you know, how much they mean to me. So when I got yeah. back, when I moved back up here to Southern Cal- or Northern California, and I think it was last year, I found those letters, and I walked in to Roland, and I said, okay, honey, look, I have these letters. These are people that I absolutely love, and they're all basically people from Grass Valley, 
you know, majority mm-hmm. of them because I lived up here for so long. And I said, if something happens to me, I want you to, I want you to hand them out. And he's like, okay. So I started going through the pile. I'm like, okay, this person, oh, this person's dead. Okay. This person's <laughs> dead. <laughs> oh, no. This person's dead. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh, I think I waited too late to send the letter. <laughs> oh, my, Gina, oh, my. No, I'm serious. Like, it hit oh, me. Like, yeah, like, I didn't even think that, you know, they would die before me. I, I don't know what I thought. I just thought yeah. I was going to be like, you know what I thought? <laughs> I thought, this is my thing. Okay, because everybody knows that when I die, I want everybody to go to see the movie White Christmas. That's my thing, mm-hmm. right? And I don't want anybody to yeah. say anything. It's just you get popcorn and cherry, you know, cherry Pepsi, and you're going to watch my favorite movie because I couldn't get anybody to watch it when I was alive, and you're going to suffer through it after I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's it. But I figured these people would come because they were my friends. So instead of them saying something nice to me, you know, about me, I would say something nice about them. But I realized mm-hmm. that as time goes on, there might only be one letter left. <laughs> Oh, you know, depending on, you know, who I lose to. Yeah, so I think now that we're talking about this, I think I need to mail those letters. Amen. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I don't think I need to wait until I'm dead because there might not be anybody left. There might. Really, huh? Oh, wait, look, there's a sign from God. It's coming down the road on the truck. It says Meyer, your last name. So, yes, that's your sign. Send the letters. That's my sign. Send, Send the letters those letters. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, we don't think about that, right? Like, we always, I don't know, it's weird. Like, we always think we're going to have, we're going to get the last word or something. And I think what God was Mm -hmm. showing me is, no, you don't get the last word. Half these people are already here. So if you want to let other people know how you feel, you might want to pass those things out. (laughs) (laughs) Now I want to go through and read them all first because I want to see if I still feel that way. Some I don't feel so much. Oh my God, do I owe them weird. money? Do they owe me money? Oh. I mean, you know, there's oh. a lot of things to think about before you start passing out letters. <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> Is it, I don't know. I'm so glad we had this there. conversation. Yes, that's hilarious. Oh, my God. I know, right? Well, thank you. That, that whole goodbye thing, it made me think about those letters. So I am going to get those out. Mm-hmm. So you'll be getting a letter oh, in the mail here, girls, here pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> And just if, don't if open I'm it. Open it either I... before you die or after I do. Okay. If I die, if I'm dead when I get it, I'll tell my kids to read it at my funeral. Oh, that's a good <laughs> one. Letter that or Gina just, wanted to send, but it didn't. Just make save it, it and you read it upon your deathbed. <laughs> it's a read upon deathbed letter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or if Gina dies, or you're on your deathbed, then you can read the letter. But until then, <laughs> just don't read it. <laughs> Otherwise, it lo- loses the. You know, it's. It's meaning. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, you know what I mean? Right on the back, to be opened upon my death. Yes. (laughs) We're all going to think it's some some, some sort of inheritance or something. (laughs) It'll be beautiful words. (laughs) That's not a bad idea. Maybe I'll give everybody a Starbucks Mm -hmm. gift card or something. You know, once I have kids, I've told my kids to do that. When I die, I said, I want to be cremated. I want to, because I have three kids. I said, I want to be put in three urns. And then I want my face taped to the front of each of those urns. <laughs> and I said, I want you to take me everywhere. I want to be under the Christmas tree every Christmas. I want to be sitting at the dinner table every night. You <laughs> talk to me like I'm there. I said, strap me in the seatbelt in the car. Take me for a ride. You know, take me down to the beach. <laughs> you are crazy. That's an that no, crazy. No. Like, and I want them to videotape it. I want to be, you know, and I will go on and on and on. My memory. Oh my <laughs> You're like there. the Titanic. You'll just go on. Yeah, and take on. me grocery shopping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mercy well, I know oh your new theme God. song. You're never gonna live that one down. Oh, oh God. Well, Jan, thank you so much for calling in. We love oh, you, and we're gonna come visit you I love soon. You. Do that, please do, and thank you for having you me. You have a wonderful oh, rest of your day, and thank you for co-hosting. You and come do. back next Bye-bye. Monday, because we're going to talk will. about yeah. things people post on Facebook. I can't oh, believe they posted God. that, so go looking for uh-huh. that stuff. <laughs> I will. Okay, sounds great. Okay, bye, girls. Love you. Bye, Jim. I love you, too. Oh, that was so sweet. <laughs> I love Jan. She is a sweetheart. Oh my gosh. She really well, I know she her just, too. 
Well, yeah, and she's the one that um, just had that major heart attack and that bypass. Yeah, I was following. Oh, oh my God, that is so scary. But look, at she's doing so well. Oh, my gosh, she's she's like the ever-ready battery. Do you remember that commercial? She takes a lick. Or is that the Timex clock? What is that? (laughs) 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 Which one? She's either the Timex clock or the ever-ready bunny. I don't know. (laughs) I can't remember. So, Gina, tell everybody about the Dare to Care giveaway. Oh, my gosh. I love this idea. Okay, so Donna and I have amazing stuff that we just love so much (laughs) that we don't want anymore. So what we're doing is we're doing this thing that we call um, It's the Care Dare, and where we dare you to care for the things we no longer want. And so we actually had people sign up for this little drawing, and Donna, we have a winner. Oh, my God. Say the name. Say the name. We need to know who the winner is. Oh, and just remember, winner, and anybody who wins one of these, like Forrest Gump says, you never know what you're going to (laughs) get. And when you get it, you have to take a picture of you using it. Yeah. And this has to do with inserting foot and mouth. So I know that. (laughs) I know I know that our winner is going to love this gift. She's going to be super excited. And her name is Linda Jordan. Oh, Linda. Do you know Linda? Yeah, she's a very good friend of ours. As a matter of fact, when Brittany had her, I'll tell you what. She is the neatest lady I have ever met in my life, the most giving. When Brittany had her accident and we were in the hospital, and that's when I met you in 2011. When Brittany had her accident, we were sitting in there and everyone was exhausted, utterly exhausted. Brittany had a private room. People were coming in all day long, visiting, going out. And it was just, I I mean, it was like the worst time in our lives. And Linda had ordered from this high-end deli, she ordered sandwiches, all this food, these huge platters came into the room. She even had two glasses for wine and a bottle of wine for anybody that needed to relax. She had everything you could possibly think of, even plates, napkins, forks, all came in the room so that anybody that came in, she wanted to make sure that we were eating and taken care of. That's how beautiful of a person Linda is. And I will never forget it. Plus, she was one of the wives in our Army book. And the book, if you guys have never heard of it, is called 12 Army Wives Give the Best Advice They Never Got. And Linda's story is one of my very favorites. I talk about it because there's an age difference between her and her husband. And it's, she's precious. She's like the coolest lady. She can sing like no one's business. And she's a, a, an incredible, incredible cook. And she's written a cookbook, which I'm kicking her in the butt to get it out there. So, Linda, if you're listening, get that book out there. It is. She writes stories to go with funny stories to go with every recipe. Hysterical. Are you serious? She, oh, yeah. She's hysterical, too. So I wish she would have called in. So, Linda, if you're listening, call in. We have a few more minutes left. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. She won. <laughs> yeah, so all I but, Linda, to don't forget. It's things we no longer need or want. <laughs> <laughs> and I cannot wait to get it to her. <laughs> and I, too, will send her the story of how I received the gift on this end. So that right. I and that's the other thing that story. Gina's going to be doing. Yes. And the other thing Gina will be doing is every time she sends a gift out that it, she will tell you how she got it. So we are asking when you get this gift, um, and we're doing this for every show. When you get this gift, please take a picture of it or whatever you're going to do with it. If you're going to use it, use it. Give us a picture. Tell us what you're doing with it. But we want to share that on the Party Line Facebook page. So please uh, make sure you do that when you get it. And and tell people how Gina received this or what she did with it. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, too, is we're numbering it. So this is gift number one. And we're signing so, okay. the gift, so they might want to save it because someday when we're famous. <laughs> oh my God! Okay, so seriously, this is true. 
So when Junior and I become really, really famous, even though we already are, but when we become really famous because of the Party Line radio show, you're going to want to hold on to those items. So are you going to be a re-gifter and wish you would have, what the topic is of this show, wish you would have kept it, that I really like that, because then it's going to be worth a lot of money someday. Or are you going to hold on to it and say, you know, I have faith in them. They're going to be famous and this thing is going to be worth a lot of money someday. So it's up to you, co-host. <laughs> oh my gosh I can't wait to send out this gift and next week's yeah. is good too and the following week's is even better like the gifts get better I've already lined up the show it's based off the gifts right I mean you and I are talking yes. about our topics yeah. based off the gifts that we want to give away so we're right. really not talking about topics we want to talk about we're talking about things we want to give away <laughs> Yeah, but next week, too, is the show is going to be about um, things people write on Facebook. Or, you know, it could be an email you receive, too, or anything like that. But things people write, it's kind of like this show that, you know, the topic, have you ever said? This is like the things you see, especially on Facebook, that people post can be so. <laughs> the one you told me about last week, you <laughs> And because I don't want to throw anyone under the bus because the person might be listening. I was a little blown away when Gina sent me what this person had written. Um, so, you know, what is too much information? What's TMI? There has to be a limit to what people should post. I mean, yeah, even though they need to be like a post patrol or something. You know? <laughs> <It's almost> like, <laughs> they need, you know how they have the thumbs up, the heart, the... There needs to be a TMI button. Like you press that and it just says too much information. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I was, they need I, that. Next week we will discuss what this person said. And I, you must tune in to hear what it is because it really just kind of blew me, threw me for a loop and blew me out of the water when I read it. I'm like, what? For real? Someone posted that on Facebook? Sure enough, they did. Absolutely. And then, you know, we call my mom. It's like, you know, we need my mom to be on this because (laughs) Brittany has officially named her the Facebook ninja because you never know when she's going to pop up. If you (laughs) post anything political, she has (laughs) has her opinion on it. And Brittany goes, be careful. So my son-in-law will always post these things. And Brittany goes, oh, my God, watch out. We're waiting for the Facebook ninja to pop up. <laughs> and I love my mom. She is so intelligent and funny and smart. And she's an attorney um, and helps so many people. But she, it's, you know, she's got her opinion and someone else has theirs. But the one thing she does is she patrols for fake news. <laughs> she's on Snopes. She will fact check until she's blue in the face. And she will make sure you know that that is either right or wrong, whatever you posted. It's hilarious. So, yeah, and that's Facebook funny. Ninja, you got to watch out for her, too. <laughs> that's her new name, Facebook Ninja. We need to have a show called that, Facebook Ninja. What do you call it? It's kind of like, um, what, what, is, what is that when you pop up in a photo? What is that, photo bombing? Oh, photo bombing. <laughs> is, is that it? So, yeah, Facebook Ninjas. I bet a lot of people have those where they're spying on you. My kid, I had the, actually, I'm going to show the story real quick. It's not like I wish I would have said, but my kids um, always get mad at me for posting too much stuff of the grandkids or what they're doing on Facebook, right? So a year, when Brooklyn, my middle granddaughter, when she got sick and was in the hospital, my son was like, Mom, whatever you do, don't put this on Facebook right now. And he goes, I know you like prayer and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I'm, I'm in the hospital with her. And um, it's like midnight, and I'm thinking, you know what? I don't care. I need prayer. This little girl's in the hospital. I need my Facebook 2,000 friends <laughs> to start <laughs> praying for my little Brooklyn. So what I do is I blocked him. I blocked him. I blocked my daughter-in-law. I blocked all my. I, I blocked anybody that I could think of that knew him that might say something, right? And right. So everything was fine. I thought I got away with it until. My ex sister in law showed up on my Facebook page because I didn't know that we were friends. <laughs> <laughs> and so I didn't know we were friends, and so I didn't think to block her. And so the next thing I know, she's writing me with, What's wrong with Brooklyn? 
And I'm like, oh, crap. And my son walks in, and I knew that I was caught. It was like. <laughs> <laughs> and so he just looked at me, and I said, Glenn, what? Like, you know, I was, it's midnight. I need my prayer partners. Like, and he just looked at me and shook his head, and he was fine with it. But I'll never forget that moment. Like, I was thinking about how far <laughs> I went to keep him out of the loop. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I've done that before. I've had to do I know, that before. Isn't that terrible? Yeah, because I, I need to post them, and there's some people that I just don't want involved with it, and, and you're friends with them, but you just know that they'll either take it the wrong way, or they'll want to know why they're not invited, or they'll say something stupid, so you keep them out of it. Yeah, out of the loop. Yeah, I guess there's so many things we do on social media. I mean, this conversation went, went from what we should have said. I guess that's, you know, the same thing. We block people now because we don't really communicate anymore other than, <laughs> other than through social media. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, okay, so I have to tell you the story. Remember I told you I had a really good story about I wish I would have said that? Like, yeah. I couldn't believe he said that. Okay, so I have to tell you the story. It's really cute. Okay, so it was when my son joined the Marines. Again, another, like, Jan story. Um, there was this Marine wheeler and he is um he passed away in 2009 i think but anyways him and i were at kmart and we were doing a toys for tot drive where we asked people you know for either a toy or a donation so we could buy toys right, right. so marine wheeler's outside and he's probably in his late i would say late 80s and this older gentleman walks by and he kind of looks over at, at Marine Willer, and Marine Willer, like, summons him to come over. So he walks over, and he says, hey, he says, I remember you. You were in World War II. And the man didn't say anything. He goes, you were, you were in the Marines with me. And the guy looked at him oh and didn't God. say a word. Yeah, just kind of shook his head. He goes, you weren't in the Marines? He goes, mm-mm. He goes, oh, that's right. You were in the Army. That's right. You were in the Army. I saw, I saw you in the commissary one day. And the, and the guy looked at him and goes, mm-mm. And he goes, oh, that's right. You were you were in the Air Force. I saw you. You were helicoptering. <laughs> you helicoptered from a plane, and you landed in front of me. I saw you there. And the guy looks at him. He goes, hmm. And he goes, did I dance with you on the boat? Were you in the Navy? <laughs> <laughs> and the guy looks at him, and he goes, no. And he goes, oh, my God, were you at least a Boy Scout? Did you do anything? <laughs> forget that like oh my god were you at least a boy scout did you do anything within your life and the guy just shook his head and walked away I laughed so hard I still think about that story I told that story at his funeral and we were just dying laughing but I love the part (laughs) about were you in the navy did I dance with you (laughs) (laughs) I love that but he was like that he would just say whatever he was thinking and I love that but again he was in his late 80s right you can get away with that stuff well, and that's what we were talking about, age. You know, you just start saying stuff. I remember my grandmother didn't have any filter. And it, I, I think I've told you this story before, but we were at my grandfather's funeral. And he died at 93, I believe, 93 or 94. And so they had been married 67 plus years. And we were at the funeral and we all knew the priest. He's a great guy. And he's up there and he's given the, the mass and... Um, my grandmother's in her wheelchair in the front, and she seriously was the funniest woman on the planet. And he's up there, and he's saying, you know, Bill always said, that was my grandfather's name. My grandma was Alice. He always said Alice was the most beautiful woman he had ever laid eyes on. She looks up from her wheelchair and goes, Father, you can go to hell for lying. Well, everybody <laughs> in the place is watching. Here are people crying. Now we're laughing. Like, oh my God, did she just say that to the priest? Sure, she did. And then, every, so then we, he goes on and he goes, oh, Alice, you're such a character and blah, blah, blah. And then he goes on. Now he's saying stuff and everybody's crying again. And she looks, she looks down one aisle and down the other and she goes, you know, I just want to let everyone know the more you cry, the less you're going to pee. And everybody just lost it. Like, <laughs> he is so funny just like the most random stuff would come out of her mouth I remember one time we were at (laughs) do you remember I don't know this is back in the 70s instead of the the word and and we can say this because we're um not censored so 
a lot of people would say instead of bullshit, it would say bullshirt. They'd put the R in there. And she had little print. It said bullshirt all over her shirt. And it, you, you'd have to get up really close to see it. It was like a pattern, bullshirt, bullshirt, bullshirt. <laughs> and it was white with red. And, and nothing ever matched. She had like green polka dotted bell bottoms on with this red and white shirt. She was hysterical. And she went to church. She walked to church, a mile to church and a mile home every Sunday. She's in church and she comes home and I go, you did not wear that to church. She goes, yes, I did. She was up there getting communion and the, the priest kind of looks down and sees the print on the shirt and just cracks this grin because he knows her. Cracks a grin and she goes back, sits down and I was just like, oh my God, I couldn't believe it. She wore it to church. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a shirt like that. I want a shirt. Where do you get one? (laughs) Did they they really make those? Yeah, they did. They did. They did bull shirt all over it. You know, it was like in little tiny print. So you'd have to, you you thought it said the other. And then you go up real close and you go, oh, it says bull shirt. (laughs) 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 Right right up there, got communion and sat down probably. I miss that kind of stuff. My grandma was like that. I miss that. Now we all have to be so politically correct because we're so afraid that we're going to say something that's going to offend somebody else. And I get it. I mean, we have to be nice, but sometimes it's, it's, I don't know. We can take it a little too far, I think. My exactly. Well, and that's why we're doing the show, Have You Ever Said, because a lot of people don't have that filter. I, I mean, I've done it. We've all done it. I remember one time I was in a store, shoe shopping, <laughs> go figure. <laughs> yeah, and there were people helping, and there was a woman that was really large. She was just a big, tall, just big, you know, big. Um, and she was sitting down, and the guy goes, man, what size foot is that? <laughs> no, what do you think? That is a big foot, lady. What size shoe do you wear? And I was mortified for her. It was like, I had to get up and walk out. I couldn't handle it. I was just like, people have no filter. And people <laughs> need to learn to have a filter. But yeah, you're right. You have to be so politically correct now that now it's taken it to an even more extreme of what you can and can't say. No, it is totally true. And sometimes when people say stuff to you, you've got to walk them off the fence. I remember one time, I think my son was like eight. I was trying to get him into Boy Scouts, Right. And mm-hmm. for some reason, up here, Boy Scouts was really difficult, almost like you had to go through an interview. Like, okay, well, the headmaster person will give you a call and, you know, we'll talk to you. I don't know if there were so many kids that wanted to be in it, right? Right. And so I was like, okay, so I filled out this little thing, and I kept waiting for the headmaster or whatever it is to call me. And so this one particular day, I was exercising, and the phone rang. And my son, Glenn, who was probably about eight, he was the one I wanted to get into Boy Scouts, he picks up the phone. And I think I was doing some kind of, it was some video on on the TV anyways. He said, Mom, the phone. And I said, well, can you see who it is because I'm exercising, right? I'll call them back. (laughs) And so my son goes, (laughs) can my mom call you back? She's getting an exorcism. (laughs) And I was like, what? What? No, I'm exercising. Okay, my mom's getting an exorcism. Can she call you back? And oh my gosh, I went to the phone, I picked it up, I'm out low, and she's like, hello? And I'm like, um, hello, who is this? And she's all, this is Melody Blas. And I said, yes. And she goes, I'm calling about getting your son in, you know, in Boy Scouts, but I'm not quite sure if this is going to be a good fit for us. <laughs> I cracked up. <laughs> and Melody, you've talked to Melody. Melody and I have become good friends since. But yes. I'll never forget that. It was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, out of the mouth of babes, right? Exactly. <laughs> I probably should have that day. Might have solved a lot of problems. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> start spinning, you know, throwing up green stuff. Oh, my gosh. You know what, Donna? I'm out of coffee. I am too, so I think we need to wrap up the show. It's time I to think go. We do. I and think that's what we should do. When we run out of coffee, it's time to hang up. <laughs> <laughs> time to go. I just can't talk anymore. I'm out of coffee. Well, it's 11. Like it. Yeah, it's almost noon here, so. Yeah, let's let's call it a day, and we'll uh, we'll resume this conversation next Monday at 8 o'clock. 
Yes, everyone, please tune in next week, same time. We will be posting the link. We'll also have, um, I guess Gina's in charge of the Dare to Care. So if she'll be posting stuff about that as well. And next week, it's going to be, the topic's going to be things you've seen written on Facebook that probably made your eyes want to go blind. <laughs> Not I, pictures. And if there are any topics, but too, if anybody has any topics, let them share, too. Because we yes, don't want anything. Please. Yeah, anything, anything. And it, and it could be emails or a, a lot of stuff. I mean, I've gotten crazy emails that have just blown me away. And <laughs> how can someone write that? So please let us know your stories. And we need you co-hosts. Please call in. Um, and if you don't feel like calling in, at least listen. You can download us on iTunes. We're officially on iTunes now. So every episode of every show from the Lions Radio Network will be on iTunes. So if you just Google iTunes, Lions, L-Y-O-N-S, Radio Network, you can find all our shows there. Download them if you want to um, listen to one that you may have missed and uh, work out to it, whatever. We're a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> we, we think we are. That's why we started the show. Because <laughs> 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 we'll just talk for hours, and this is all we do. We talk about nothing. We get nothing done. <laughs> But we laugh, and it's like the best therapy ever. It saves us how much a week in therapy costs? Oh, seriously. How much money do you think we save? So join us next week. You can have um, Donna and Gina's therapy on the party line. (laughs) Gina, hey, thanks. And um, I'll I'll probably be talking to you after this. Okay, give me a call. Okay. We'll we'll party line some more. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye. Okay, everyone, please tune in next week. We're so thankful that we had our couple of um, co-hosts today. So much fun. We want to get a lot more of you going on here. So let everybody know about the show. Please go to iTunes, Lions Radio Network. All our shows are there, whether it's Tarek Rock Sports Talk, DA Cole's Turning Up the Heat, um, Susie Serene's show, Serene Living is on there as well. You can download all of them. Anyways, we will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in.